Hey everybody, this is Nubia. And I'm Francis. We are your dynamic duo of Chronicles Abroad. As always, our goal is to inspire you to travel with passion and purpose. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Nubia. And I'm Francis. And today we're talking to Shanette. Shanette is an educator who is currently teaching in China, but after experiencing what it's like to live in a homogenous country, Shanette, a dark-skinned woman, found her beauty and ultimately learned how to love the skin she's in. This led Shanette to create The She Voyage, a platform designed to inspire women to love themselves unapologetically. Her motto is, self-care is the best care. Shanette, welcome. Welcome, Shanette. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. (laughs) Yes. Francis and I both have lived in Asia, so we know exactly what it's like to live in a homogenous country. Tell us, why China? Uh, Why China? Well, China kind of just like fell onto me, believe it or not. I moved to China. That was last September. So September of 2019. I felt like I was at a crossroads in my life. Um, At that point, I felt like I was stagnant. I wasn't growing. I actually live in South Florida. So, and I've lived in South Florida my entire life. I'm originally from Nassau, Bahamas, but I grew up in South Florida like forever, like Miami area, uh, Broward County area, and um, middle school, high school, elementary school, it's all been South Florida. And I just felt really stagnant at that point in my life. I actually was teaching here in Miami and in Broward as well. And it is, it's so tough. It is so tough teaching in the States very different than teaching in Asia. And um, I remember it was the summer and I was working for an intervention company. So we went to different schools that were failing, you know, failing the Florida State Standards Test. They no longer call it FCAT, but they were failing those tests. I worked for a company where teachers went to different schools and we did math and science interventions to help them boost their test scores. That was really, really fun. But that came to an end and I was looking for new opportunities, but I wanted to get out of South Florida. Like I was applying for things like in Tampa, Georgia. I just felt like I wasn't growing in South Florida. And then I was on Indeed and I saw teaching abroad and I saw China and I was like, I'm never moving to China. Like that's too far away. I don't know anybody there. I don't know the language. I don't think that that would be a good idea. But I just went ahead and applied. And, you know, it's so easy with Indeed. It's the one click, you know, send your um, application, send your resume. And I did that. And they actually contacted me multiple times. I ignored them. I did it with CanGo China, that recruitment company. And they actually emailed me maybe within a week multiple times. And I was like, I'm not going to China. I don't know why they keep emailing me. And they were emailing me. We're very interested in you. We saw your resume. You're a qualified teacher. Plus have an interview. And at that time, I wasn't really getting any interviews here. 
So I said, you know what, let me just interview in China. Let's see what happens. Right. And I did. And pretty much with that company, they match you with schools based upon your experience and, you know, where you want to live and things like that. And I had actually gotten two jobs, um, one in Beijing and then one in Hainan. And I chose the one in Hainan because I did some research and I heard that Beijing, the air in Beijing, the quality in the air is really bad. And I said, no, let me try Hainan first. And moved to Hainan in September. I got the job in, I'd say, July of last year. And by September, I was in China because the whole visa process was a long thing. And I've honestly just been loving Sanya since I got there in September. Wow. That's amazing. So That's said, dope. That is dope. So you said that teaching in the States is a lot harder. Can you just clarify a little bit for our audience what that means? Okay. Well, teaching in the States is a lot harder because before the intervention company, I actually taught, um, I had my own classrooms. I taught kindergarten and I also taught in an all girls school. Um, it was an outreach school for girls that were you know, abused and things like that. Um, so I've had my own classrooms. Uh, Chinese students compared to American students are very different. In China, I feel like the parents are way more involved than in America. In America, it was like pulling teeth and nails to have parents communicate with you, cooperate with you. Not in China. They are. They're on it. They're on their students' education. Uh, The students are a lot more well-behaved. Like the classroom management in China was a cakewalk compared to in America um, because I've taught at all Title I schools, which are the schools that are in, you know, lower income areas. And with lower income areas, you do have a lot of behavioral problems. You have to be very strict on your classroom management. You know, there's a lot of fighting in the classroom, things like that, a lot of disrespect towards the teacher. And it can get it can get tiring. It can make your your teaching experience more hectic than it needs to be. Being a teacher already is is complex. You know, you've got multiple students that you're teaching every day. You've got to create lesson plans. You have teacher meetings. So it can be complex. And then, you know, on top of the behavioral uh, management in the classroom, it can it can be difficult. Yeah, uh, I always say the thing about Chinese or Asian parents is mm. it's a whole different extreme. Mm. Right. I always said if we could take the lackadaisical <laughs> atmosphere <laughs> or environment of America and the strenuous, tedious, you know, in your face structure right. of Asia and put somewhere in the middle, it would be great. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's one extreme or the next. And it's unfortunate that America is looked at as being lazy by other countries because we don't put enough emphasis on, you know, our class management or the students themselves, right? And how we manage that. I always said that teachers are on the front line. I mean, right. you guys basically watch our children, teach our children, right. you know, um, help grow our children. So thank you for being an educator, number one. I want to mm-hmm. say thank you. Mm-hmm. And number two is the unfortunate part of that is being an American as a parent, right? And I'm a parent of two and having to work full time, having to do all these things. Sometimes we get lost because there's only but so much time in a day. So like that hour maybe that you actually get with your kids in a day after coming home from work and then having to make sure you cook dinner. And I'm not making any excuses. I'm just saying that in America, it's not necessarily easy to be a parent as well either. Right. Because in Asia, they do have the help of their elderly parents or, you know what I mean? They they have like a, almost a community of people that support one another and they're very structured. Where in America, that's not the case. Yeah, oh, no, yeah definitely. I mean, America has a long history of educational disparities and gaps. So that's what you're dealing with, you know? So right. <laughs> it's going to be different in other countries for sure. And we just have stuff that we haven't resolved yet. But so you made it to China. You're right. so happy with your decision. But yes. it is a very homogenous 
country. So how did you get through that? How did I get through that? I honestly, I spent a lot of time alone to get through it. Really, when I tell you when going to China was honestly the best decision that I've ever made, it's just true. I really spent that time alone with myself, discovering myself. And being that I was in such a beautiful place, there was no shortage of of, of nature and beauty and people. And although I was different and people wanted to take pictures with me and they started touching me and I'm just like, oh, you know, don't touch. I just felt like they kind of admired me in a way because most of the times it's positive interactions. They just haven't seen black people in real life. You know, most of the times it was fun. Some days I didn't want to be bothered. My support system was some of the other teachers. I did have a couple of um, there was two other black teachers. And, you know, we had a mix. There was teachers from all over New Zealand, South Africa, uh, London, all types of places. So I really looked to them for support. If it wasn't them, I was honestly spending a lot of time alone and doing some digging within for myself to to really survive and, and be there, I guess, as an individual. Have you ever lived abroad before? You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips resources and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. Yes, I have. I have. I'm from Bahamas. So my early um, years, I did live in Bahamas. My primary school years, I lived in Bahamas until I moved to South Florida. Other than um, Nassau, no, but that's nowhere home, else. Though. You never yeah, really that's home. Okay. I haven't, I haven't lived anywhere else. I've traveled other places, but lived anywhere, no. So moving to China was your first time in Asia. Yes, it was my first time in Asia. Never been to Asia ever. Got it. And that's on the other side of the world. So yes. you know, that's a long haul flight. It so was. here you are, a beautiful dark skinned woman in China, right? Everybody knows that Chinese love to take pictures with people and love to, like you said, touch and all that stuff. One of the things about moving abroad that I think is very beautiful that a lot of people are unable to grasp, right, is almost like what's going on right now with the quarantine situation. People mm-hmm. actually need to sit still and take time in their own space. And a lot of people are freaking out and don't know how to do that. But when you're in another country, you're kind of forced to spend that time alone. And within that time, you learn so much about yourself if you are very open to allowing yourself to not break down because of it. Right. So. Through that journey of being able to really just sit alone, right, with your own thoughts, really reflect on where you are, where you're going, where you want to be and all of those things, you developed or created a platform to inspire women to look at their own uniqueness Right. Right. Because you are considered this unique individual in this place and learn how to love that about themselves. So let's talk a little bit about this. So walk us through when you started the She Voyage. I actually started the She Voyage that was in December. So just this past December, 2019 in Sanya, I was coming, I was trying to figure out some names. I was like, I don't know what I want to call the platform. And I'm just like, I was at a crossroads in my life. And I felt like being in Asia, I definitely want to do a lot of traveling, but also it was the voyage of myself as well. I felt like in Asia, that's when I began to love myself because I had that alone time. Felt like I made myself too available and too accessible to people, you know, where I, where I was at home. And now I'm miles away hours away and I'm not as easily accessible. I learned to love myself. I learned to say no. I learned to walk away from situations that I needed to. I learned to put me first in Asia. I also started therapy. 
in Asia. It was virtual with another uh, black woman. She's she's amazing. Loved her. I felt like this is a voyage and I felt like other people are coming along with me on the voyage of self, on the voyage of loving yourself and caring about yourself, on the voyage of, of travel, on the voyage of relationships. I want to use my platform to take you with me on this voyage of self. So that's why I called it the She Voyage. I just stuck with it. I, I wrote down like a thousand names and I said, you know, this one sounds really, really good. I feel like this one is the, it gets the concept right. It's the motto, self-care is the best care because it truly is. If you're not okay, you cannot help other people. You definitely have to make sure that you are okay and you're putting you first and that you're healthy and that you're well, that your mental is where it needs to be, you know, in order to help others. And that's like what this platform is is all about. Well, that's a common theme for a lot of travelers. You know, Mm -hmm. it's an unexpected sometimes surprise. Like some of us, we know for sure, like, okay, we're going to go abroad because we want to take that space. We want to focus on ourselves. And then some of us, we go abroad and we're like, holy smokes, like, damn, all these feelings come and they rise to the surface and then you have no choice but to deal with it. So it's just a a great time. And it's interesting because now like we are in the COVID era and we have to do that anyway. You know, this is such a time for introspection for everyone for the she voyage platform that you're creating. It's it's such a a good time to do that because people are thinking about themselves a little bit more. People are realizing what matters more, you know, relationships, family, my dreams, all of that stuff that took a back seat for so long, you know? And so I, I, I love that you created that platform. I'm excited to see it, you know, transform and do its thing. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. We thank you for your support. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Now back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited too. Currently, you're in the States with everything that's going on. Because at first, my first concern was like, oh my gosh, how are you doing in China? Right? right. But when when you look <laughs> at, especially what we see on the news, it's like, you might have been safer in China at this point with everything that's going on. I know that this whole situation kind of happened right around when the kids were going away on their break. Spring their festival. Winter holiday. Well, it was, a, right. it was the winter holiday, right? Yeah, it's a winter holiday. They call it spring festival. Okay. Yeah. So when that happened, a lot of the teachers were kind of off. So a lot of you were traveling and going back home to the States and stuff like that. So when everything hit the fan, it was kind of like you couldn't necessarily get back into China. Right. So that's where you are now is currently in the States because you cannot get back into China. Yeah, right now there is they are not accepting anybody. You still okay, have so you still what, have your stuff there, right? You said you had mentioned. Yeah, I still have my apartment. I still have my stuff there uh, because I was on vacation, you know, as you explained, and um, I was here in the states, and I was going to head back to China to finish my vacation in Chi- in Thailand with the whole outbreak. I just stayed here. And then it's been like an extended stay. There was a point where, you know, they were still allowing people to come back and forth into China. Being that schools were not open, it kind of made no point for me to go back to China at that time. And then now they completely shut their borders. So no one is allowed, at least right now, until until further notice. So, yeah, I've been here for three months now. It's been very extended. 
So what does that mean for the teachers? I mean, are you guys not able to teach the students virtually or are the schools completely shut down at this point? Like, I think that with everything that's going on in America, we don't really know or see what's happening in other countries, especially China right now. You know, um, it's taking a backseat to everything else at this point. Can you give us a little insight of what's going on with that? Schools are teaching online, however, not the early kindergarten grades. So I will be teaching kindergarten. I'm actually transferring to a new school once I get back to China. I will be teaching kindergarten. I was teaching second grade before. The kindergartens, they're not being taught online at all. So if you are teaching kindergarten in China right now, unfortunately, you are out of work. You're not wow. You're not teaching. They're only doing online for the primary grade. So grade one and up. So obviously you weren't expecting this to come back home and, you know, you were right. kind of just on this self-care, self-reflective journey and right. you're back home and you're staying back home for a little bit. Right. What is that doing to you right now? Um, that is, oh my gosh, it's really, I got so used to Sanya and, and the beauty of Sanya and, you know, my friends that I had and just, you know, wanting to explore China to just being back at home, like, oh, oh my gosh, I, I'm just so, I'm so ready to get out of here. Oh my gosh. But I am making the best of my life. That's one thing that I'm very good at is being um, adaptive to my environment. So I am home. I'm being grateful and positive that you know, I'm here with my family and my friends and I get to spend more time with them. So I'm looking at things in a more positive perspective. I'm doing my yoga and my meditation just to kind of get me correct and grounded. A lot of prayer, um, a lot of tuning things out because the news is just, I don't even watch it. It's you know, draining. I, it's, it's like, absolutely draining. It's, it's so draining. It's extremely yeah. draining. And then the, the fact that I've, I've been here and it's been extended and the fact that I'm transferring to another school, I'm not teaching online. So I'm actually not getting um, any income from my school right now. So it yeah. is, it, it's tough, but I just try to keep myself grounded as possible with just a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation because I'm ready to go back. I'm ready yeah. to go back and I'm ready to go to a new city and um, just explore like I like I intended on doing. So, so. It's, it's crazy because you hadn't even been there a full six months before yeah. all this happened. But right. you understand the concept of reverse culture shock. Right. Like literally coming back to the States and you hadn't even been gone for a whole six months. You're like, I'm ready to leave again. Yep. People don't understand reverse culture shock is real. It's something serious, especially once you get a taste right. of something different, something that actually feeds you in a different way. Right. You exactly. know, and once you remove yourself from that environment that you've always known, you realize how somewhat toxic <laughs> the environment was. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because people don't see the toxicity until you're gone and you're looking right. back like, geez, I can't believe, you know, that's kind of where I was at and what I was doing and who I was dealing with or whatever until you physically remove yourself out of it. What I love about your story is, and unfortunately, the COVID situation has impacted all of us in so many ways, directly and indirectly, but you've got to actually... We want to make sure you'll never miss a show. So be sure to swing by our website at chroniclesabroad.com where you can subscribe via iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. While you're at it, we'll appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend or five about the show, that will help us out big time. We'd love to have you join our growing Facebook community. 
Yes, y'all. We finally opened up our group called Chronicles Abroad Collective. This is the name of the group. This is where we share tips, resources, and encouragement. If you love the episodes, then you'll love the community even more. Simply click the join button. Can't wait to see you guys there. Take that time. You actually was afforded the ability to take a, some time out of your life right. and spend time somewhere new, different, and it fed you in a whole different way that you wouldn't have gotten had you not taken the opportunity. Exactly. So I, I would just say kudos to you on that for even allowing yourself to say yes. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like Thank the whole you. thing of like, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. <laughs> right. But you know, <laughs> that I was crazy. They're like, you're going to China. They're racist over there. I'm telling you, that's why you just, you literally cannot listen to anybody. You literally have to follow your intuition, follow your heart. Honestly, because if I were to listen to my family or some friends, I would be nowhere. Don't that's date this talk, kind of man. Yeah. Don't go there. Don't do this. I, I would be li- living under a rock because the world is too dangerous. You yeah. just got to live and explore. You got to drown out the noise. You exactly. Really do. You, you have really to. do on a regular basis. And it takes practice to do that. You don't have to move <laughs> to Asia to do that. But, right. yeah. but this is a prime example that what happens is you start second guessing yourself right. when you have too much noise around you mm-hmm. and you take other people's opinions, the weight of other people's opinions, a lot heavier than your own. Right. And part of self-care is being able to trust yourself and you. trust your decisions mm-hmm. and then to roll with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to piggyback off of what you said, though, Francis. No, you don't have to move to Asia to do it. But I truly do. Like We're biased, obviously. I'm trying not to No, I, I don't want to even say that I'm biased. It's not that I'm biased. I just think that everybody should experience it. Even I if it's for like a month. Like, I, take I some agree. time and just do it and just challenge mm-hmm. yourself, you know? Because if there is anywhere in the world that you could live and get fed uh-huh. and it be inexpensive, yet it'd be good for your spiritual health, your mental health, your physical health, and your financial health, it's Asia. Mm-hmm. It's one of the Real only talk. places <laughs> in the world. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> so if I was to recommend to anybody listening, I would say pack your shit and go to Asia for a month and just see how you like it. Like for real, I'm not saying Seriously. move there. I'm saying take some time and go on a, on your own journey. Whether it's, you know, solo or with a few traveling friends that you really feel close enough to do it with. But Asia is the spot to do it with. Not just China, not just Thailand, not just Indonesia, but Southeast Asia as a whole, for the most part, is very freeing and liberating. And it's great for our mental health, you know? So many of us. It's so beautiful. And it's just like everywhere. And the food is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's fresh. You know, and it's so inexpensive that the amount of money you pay for rent in one month in the U.S. could afford your whole entire flight, apartment and everything, food and everything in one month. Right. So you mean I can eat good food and save money and like yes, see all yes. these different things? Girl, you know, I'm waiting for the airspace. Don't even listen. Don't even. Smoking. I had so many things planned, but you know. <laughs> We all did. Everyone we did. all did. You know, but right. it's, I think it's, um, it's a well-needed pivot in everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. It's also a well-needed, yes, it is a well-needed pivot, but it forced us to stop for a second. It, like the whole right. world literally has just stopped. And I've never been this calm day in my life. <laughs> like, right? Through all the chaos, you're calm. 
through all the chaos, I am the calmest I think I've ever been. And I spend more time focused on the things that matter the most, which is my physical and mental being, well-being, which allows me to focus on my professional stuff so much better. I get more clarity and I get more work done and I'm more productive because I'm not frazzled and running and running and running and running. I am just here and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I nap like a, I nap like a freaking boss. But wait a second. I want to clarify. <laughs> you always nap. nap like a freaking boss. <laughs> uh, not the way I nap, girl. I nap, nap last two hours. How about <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's a different experience for everyone. For some people, stopping and being still is quite scary to be able to sit with your emotions, sit with your thoughts. All of that must be very loud for some folks. But I always say there's an opportunity in the struggle. Whatever struggle that you're facing, what opportunity can you find? Whether it's connecting with people you haven't connected with in a while, whether it's learning something, whether like Nubia said, just chill and just pause. And like, now you don't have to feel guilty about like getting up in the morning and taking care of yourself. Because exactly everyone, there's nothing got to do right now. Okay. <laughs> there's no plans. I'd be like, what's she doing this weekend? Same thing I did last week. <laughs> the same thing right? I did yesterday. So there's absolutely mm. no excuse to take care of yourself at this very moment. Exactly. Yeah. If you could give a word of advice to a newbie who is considering pivoting, even somebody that has thought about potentially teaching abroad or living abroad, could you give them your words of advice, your encouragement, like speak directly to that person who is just like, hmm, could I see myself doing that? So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. Yes, definitely. If you are a newbie and you are thinking on making that transition to going anywhere in the world to teach, I would say go ahead and do it. I would say be open. I would say trust yourself and trust your decision. Drown out all the noise and really be still with yourself and listen to what yourself is telling you and what's best for you at this point in your life. I would say definitely just do it. Be open to the new possibilities because you may like it. You may like it. Let's look at the pros and not so much the cons. Do you want to experience a new a new way of life? You know, do you want to learn a new language? Do you want to see, you know, this beautiful earth? that we live in? Do you want to experience new things in your life? And if the answer is yes to the majority of those questions, I would say, go ahead and trust yourself, trust your heart and make that decision. And I promise you, you won't regret it. I love that. I love that. You know, it's easy to say, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> but what if it right. does? <laughs> you know? What if it does? What if and it you, does work? And you love it. What if you love it? You know? Yeah. Let's yeah. start being more optimistic about our life and not so pessimistic. We should focus more on the positivity or think more positive. So more positivity can come back to you. You know, you are what you attract. Yeah. If you think you're going to have a negative time there, that's exactly what you're going to have. If you're not thinking highly of yourself, you're not going to perform. It's all a matter of perspective. You know? Shanette dropping GMs is... <laughs> <laughs> <Drop the gym. laughs> 
<laughs> well, listen, I wish you nothing but the best. And I hope that as soon as the airspace opens up and you're able to get back to China, that you do very well in your new school. Are you still going to stay in Sanya, though? Just a different school? Actually, no, I want to go to another city. Another oh, city. Ready? Um, She's like, I'm out. Yeah, another Been city. There, I'm, there. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Sanya gave me that peace that I needed once I got there. Now I'm ready for a city because now I've got my, my She Voyage platform. So now I'm ready to network with people, get in a social scene. Yeah, I'm ready to connect and network with people, talk, get out there, have a nightlife. I'm I love it. You can see the show. I see it. Yeah, like, yo, she was like beaming. She's like, yeah, girl. Do it all. <laughs> Did a little yeah, swirly like, thing going on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and China has some of the most metropolitan, biggest cities it in does. the world. So yeah. I went to Hong Kong and I was like, I love it here. It's like New York. And everybody and spoke can, English. And you can drive right over to Macau over the bridge now because the bridge has been open for a year. And Macau is like the little Las Vegas. So, oh girl, there's tons of casinos and Food. they got performances. And, you know, I mean, Macau is, is literally Vegas in China. And it's right over the bridge from Hong Kong. So you could do that. You can go to Shanghai. You can go to Beijing. You could, I mean, China is, it's a, well, I won't say epicenter. It is an epicenter, but it's huge. So, you know, you have so many different places to see and things to do. So I'm sure your journey is just beginning. And there's a network of black folks out there anyway. So I'm sure you'll be able to find out those connections once you get back overseas. Jeanette, thank you so thank much you. for taking time with us today. Thank you, And thank you. Yeah. And where can our listeners find you on Instagram and Facebook? So you can find me on Instagram at The She Voyage. You can find me on Facebook at The She Voyage as well. And I also have a YouTube platform that I just created. Um, so you can get some good videos and some good content on there. It's The She Voyage as well. So awesome. Just find me on The She Voyage, The She Voyage, The She Voyage. And also my blog, TheSheVoyage.com. Perfect. All right. Congratulations All right, with everything. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.